Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. So I get this question a lot. Joanne, how do we change our culture? Joanne, how do we improve our culture? And I ask, well, how do you want to change it? And the answers range from, we want to be like such and such organization. We want to attract more talent. We want to be healthier. We want employee satisfaction. And those are pretty noble aims, but they're not very clear. They're not very specific. And I don't feel like they're very purposeful either. Let's talk about this concept of culture from the very beginning. Edgar Schein is the leading scholar on organizational culture. I think of him as the granddaddy of organizational culture. And I really like the six components that he identifies as components of organizational culture. His first one is observed behavior. That's what people are actually doing on a regular basis. Second one is norms. Norms are what govern what's acceptable. They govern acceptable behavior. Third one is dominant values. These are the values that the organization espouses or puts forth. Fourth one is organizational philosophy. That's what guides how the organization relates to all of its stakeholders. That fifth one is rules both the spoken rules and the unspoken rules. They also help to determine what's acceptable in terms of behavior. And sixth, the last one is the climate. That's the feeling, that feeling that the interactions in the company convey. How does it make you feel to work there? Shine says something else that I think is important. He says that culture is visible and it's invisible. And that makes a lot of sense because you can see behavior. It's acted out. It reflects norms, values, and philosophy, though those things are really not visible. So the invisible manifests into the visible through actions and interactions. Once you've got a clear understanding of what organizational culture is, you can begin defining what a healthy culture looks like. Now, I should say this. I don't expect or advise leaders to do this work in isolation. Culture creation is a collaborative process that reflects the experiences and the insights from people throughout the entire organization, throughout the enterprise. And when I work with companies on that, that's where we start with forming a cross-functional, cross-level group to begin reimagining the culture. I advise leaders that you have to create teams to tackle all of this work to reimagine and recreate. And as we work together through the process, I stress the importance of two things. You've got to identify what's right, and you have to invite full participation or at least representation from throughout the organization. Okay, I want to move beyond all that theoretical stuff and get to... Some things about, uh, and I probably should move beyond the Smeichel theory and the Smeichel advice so we can get to the real 
how do we change? How do we reimagine? How do we re-envision our culture? I like to probe more deeply and ask my clients to clearly define what a healthy culture looks like to them. I push them to describe and give examples, not just words. And then I ask them which elements of a healthy culture already exist in their organizations. This internal exploration is enhanced by doing things like focus groups so that you can ask people what they consider the most healthy aspects of the existing culture. Now, be clear, this isn't the time to ask people to define and describe all of the dysfunctions. That is not where we're going. It's time to find out what's right and direct your energy towards creating more of that. These initial questions are fateful and they determine where you're going to go in this process. If you focus on what's wrong, you won't have the energy to figure out what's right. You won't have the energy to leverage what's right. So by this point, you got clarity on what a healthy culture looks like to you, and you've got a good sense of what already exists in your organization. And that brings us to the time where we have to clarify the vision of what a healthy culture will look like and feel like in your unique setting. I believe that creating a shared vision is really important because it makes the idea of a reimagined culture more imaginable. And remember, none of this is happening in isolation. It's not you, the leader, putting on your superhero cape and running through and reimagining. It's all about teams finding ways to connect people throughout the organization so that everybody has voice in creating the vision. You know, once people can imagine and articulate the vision, it's important to begin working on the why. Why is it important to move the vision from a wish to reality? Why is it important to start making progress so that you can move to the when and get the when in the forefront of everybody's thinking? That why, that rationale is so important. You know, in my mind and in my experiences, a compelling shared vision is what it takes to mobilize commitment and create a shared need for change. And that's critical. There has to be deep commitment for the culture to be reimagined and recreated. Mobilizing commitment can happen in any number of ways. Work teams can start work on system changes that make the work more challenging and engaging. Other teams can be working on examining policies and redesigning them so that they're in alignment with the vision. Whatever you can do to get and people owning and engaging in reimagining and redefining culture, those are the things that mobilize commitment and keep that momentum towards whatever your organization has imagined for its future. I'm going to say this again. It's really important that you got cross-functional, cross-level teams working on systems, working on structures, working on policies, practices, and procedures. You really want to create intentional, intentional alignment between the vision and those things because they're both visible 
and invisible indicators of culture. I want to give you some examples. So if your practices promote intense interdepartmental competition, how do you expect to have collaboration? If your network makes it hard for people to do their work, all you're going to produce is more frustration with your technology, and that's going to get in the way of innovation. If silos are the norm and are reinforced, how are you going to get interdepartmental cooperation? Invest the time and the energy tackling your systems, your structures, your policies, your practices, and your procedures because these things directly impact culture. Culture's not rah, 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 feel good, feel good, feel good. It's much more substantive than that. And, you know, you've got to do the work. You've got to do the work to look at those hard things. And it's daunting. Reimagining culture is daunting, but it's possible, and something new and healthier can emerge. What this is is planned change, and that means that you have to monitor progress. You have to think through ways to evaluate progress in all the key areas on every work team and on every single initiative. It's this monitoring that allows an emerged culture that can really be sustained. A transformed culture is possible with a fresh vision, with committed leaders, and with committed followers. People will adapt when they're given voice throughout the process. And this process that I've detailed, it's a simplified version that you as the leader can use to reorient and recreate the organization. It's simplified, but it has the basic elements that you need to get started. It's designed to create intentional alignment and to close the gaps between what you say and what actually happens in the day-to-day work. So it moves you from your organizational propaganda to real alignment in action. This process is designed to help you lead the organization thoughtfully, thoughtfully, thoughtfully in reimagining itself and redefining itself. It can be done, and in some organizations, it should be done. So I hope you got some tools that will allow you to imagine something different and to lead your organization in reimagining and redefining organizational culture. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.